He's still on the throne. He's still performing miracles. He's still making ways. Amen. Father God, we bless you and we thank you for this day. We thank you for the praise and for the worship and for those who are in the house and those who are on Zoom, those who are banned, those who want to be here but they can't. Give them peace. Let the same be anointing that is fresh be on it when they go back and look at it on band. In Jesus' name, amen. Now use me to preach this, teach this word. Thank God for all the shouts already because James chapter 5. We are in the last chapter of James in our study. Amen. And as y'all can see, I got all my little tools going on. So y'all pray with me. I don't have too much, too much to say as in how important it is of what I say this morning. Amen. And it is amazing how God continues to give us line upon line. And it is, it is amazing how everything just seems to fall right where it needs to fall as we are teaching and preaching the Word of God through the Word of God. That, that's one of the things that really just, you know, kind of I just I get happy when stuff like that happens because God, as we know, in Bible study in the beginning of the year, we deal with our finances. Right. So we can get our our finances right. And if you followed instruction last year, you should be in a better position this year than you were last year financially. Amen. And if not, that's OK. You can do better. And we, we're going to continue to work it. Amen. But um, I want to premise this by saying I, Bible study is wonderful. Um, and especially if you can get on Zoom so you can be part of that whole, the whole slide and presentation is going to be very important. We're just getting started and we got about 100 slides to go. So we probably going to be dealing with finances until about at least March. <laughs> Amen. But that's okay, because it's all online. And this is the thing that a lot of churches don't like to deal with, and pastors don't really like to deal with, because they don't want you thinking, you know, it's all about the money. But as we can see, um, that ain't this house. So that's neither here nor there. It is very important, because it's something that um, can mess up a marriage, finances. You got communication and money will mess up a marriage. Top two. Amen. So you got to understand that communication and money will mess up a church. Because marriage is a picture of the church. So we can't get around it. Amen. And I love questions at Bible study. Now, I get commercial questions. person I know about is knows knows what I'm talking about right now, but y'all don't because y'all don't ask them questions. Sometimes I get these questions. And I gotta say, I really love the questions. Because, because the questions force me to study. If if you don't ask questions and you just take things for face value, pastors don't gotta study. Because they just think the congregation is gullible enough to just listen to whatever's coming across this pulpit. That's why the Bible says study to show yourself approved. And the only dumb question in Bible study is the one you don't ask but think you know. So I love my, my questions. And I felt that one of the questions that came Thursday night was so, so good that I had to bring it to Sunday morning because a lot of y'all don't come to Bible study. Amen. Amen. James chapter 
5. Let's read James chapter 5. Amen. Um, he's going to make me go there. I got to be obedient. If it don't reach over to this screen, I'm going to have to keep switching. Because I'm using PowerPoint for a little bit. Gotta love him. All right. Uh, listen to all that beast. You're going to have to fix that. Testing. It, it needs to sound like this. Testing, testing. Bring the highs up. Bring the highs up. Bring the highs up and the lows out. There we go. Right there. All right. So, let's read. We're going to read the first... Verse to the 11th verse. Come now, ye rich people, weep and wail over the miseries that are coming on you. Your wealth has rotted, your clothes are moth-eaten, your gold and silver are corroded, and their corrosion will be a witness against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have stored up treasure in the last days. Look, the pay that you withheld from the workers who mowed your fields cries out. And the outcry of the harvesters has reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. You have lived and luxuriously lived luxuriously on the earth and have indulged yourselves. You have fattened your hearts in the day of slaughter. You you have condemned, you have murdered the righteous who does not resist you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, be patient until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth and is patient with it until it receives the early and later rain. You also must be patient. Strengthen your hearts because the Lord's coming is near. Brothers and sisters, do not complain about one another so that you will not be judged. Look, the judge stands at the door. Brothers and sisters, take the prophets who spoke in the Lord's name as an example of suffering and patience. See, we count as blessed those who have endured. You have heard of Job's endurance and have seen the outcome that the Lord brought about. The Lord is compassionate and merciful. Um, I want to teach from the subject. And can I just get a little bit more volume in this? Just a little. Patience. There's a word we don't like. <laughs> Patience for prosperity. Somebody say, I'm waiting on it. I'm waiting on it. In this chapter, I, I pray I don't lose you because I'm teaching this morning. But in this chapter, the apostle reproves the vices of rich men. He denounces the judgments of God upon them and exhorts the saints to be patient under sufferings. He warns us of from the vain and profane swearing, which we will see next week, and presses to various duties and branches of religious worship, private and public, and to the performance of several good offices of love to one another. We understood and we know through studying the book of James that this is a book about tests. This is a book to Christians about the tests that we as Christians must face to see if we are really who we say we are. All the way from the trials and the temptations and everything we have learned have all caused us to look at ourselves. And how many people know that when the beginning and the end of a thing is very, very important. He ends this with a very, very important issue. He ends it with the money test. 
And in the beginning, the first, until he gets to verse, about verse 7, right? He's dealing with unbelievers and wicked rich men. Because in verse 7, he then turns and says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, right? We're not going to worry about technical difficulties right now. I'll go back to this if that's the case, all right? Because um, the enemy don't want us to get this teaching. So he will cause every little distraction, right? Work through it. He says, therefore, brethren, brothers and sisters. So it's not until verse 7 that he's really dealing with us and telling us what to do. So what does he say? He, got, he says in verse 1, Go to now, you rich men, weep and howl for your miseries will come upon you. Now, it's important to understand. Let's get this issue straight. Rich is not, being rich is not the problem. Right? It's trusting in riches that is the problem. Money, this is the most misquoted scripture. Money is not the root of all evil. Right? right? Say that with me. Money, it's almost going to be interactive. We're going to get interactive today. Money is not the root of all evil. Right? It's the love of it. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 6.10, for the love of money, is the root of all evil, which while some covet after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Right? What we have to understand about the God that we serve is that God looks not on the pocket of the individual. He looks at Come on, y'all know the word. Y'all bet some of y'all been in church longer than I have. What does he look at? He looks at the heart. That's very important to understand that God looks at the heart. That explains why when Jesus was at, and, and they were bringing all the offerings and Jesus was watching what they were bringing. <laughs> he had his eye in the offering bucket. And then the woman brought two mites. He said, this woman gave everything. It wasn't about the quantity of what she gave. It was the fact that she gave from her. Rich people, some rich people can give easily because it doesn't hurt them. If I have a million dollars, giving you a hundred dollars is not a sacrifice to me. If I was a billionaire and I said, you know what, I'm going to give you some money out of the money I have. You get souped up. And you'd be like, oh, a billionaire is about to give me some money. So now you go, <laughs> start picturing in your mind what you're going to do with all this money that me as a billionaire going to give you. And then I give you $10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still kept my word. So he's not talking to all rich men. The, the problem is not being rich because the Bible is full of rich men. Abraham, right? He was the patriarch. He, he, he had many possessions, so much possessions that when people was trying to give him stuff, he said, no, 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 no. I don't even need it. Abraham was rich and we, come on, I am the seed. Come on, we sing songs. Why do, why do we want to be the seed of Abraham? Not because he was broke. We attach Abraham the blessings. Isaac, who was his son, was also blessed with wealth. During his time, he continued to leave a live a prosperous life. In Genesis 26, 12, he was able to plant and harvest a hundred times more than other people. And his wealth was the jealousy of a Philistine nation. Do you know how rich the Philistines were? 
study. Do you know how rich you got to be to make them jealous? Say he going somewhere. Job. Oh, we shout over Job. We're going to get to Job in a little while because that's in our text. He talks about Job. He was the wealthiest man in the land and loved God. He already had it going on. God stripped him. And as if he didn't already have it going on, he gave him double what he had in the beginning. He was filthy rich. So much so that he lost all his children. And God said he gave him such a double blessing that he forgot. <laughs> y'all ain't going to help me. Solomon. Who didn't ask for riches. But asked for wisdom. He said, God, God said, make a wish. Solomon said, I just want wisdom to lead your people, Lord. God said, since you asked for what is right, I'm going to give you that. And just for GP, I'm going to throw in everything. <laughs> Richard and his father, until the end of his life where he became a fool, and they said, I'm going to spend everything I got trying to figure everything out. David was rich. Joseph was the wealthy rich. So somebody say rich. But then, so these are good rich men. But then there's stories of bad rich men. Like the rich man and Lazarus. Right? In Luke chapter 16. And then you got the rich young ruler who Jesus approached and said, you know what? Go sell everything you got. And he said, oh, <laughs> he went away sad because he the money had him. But that was Old Testament rich people. There's also rich people in the New Testament. Joseph of Arimathea, right? Who was the rich man who was able to purchase a tomb for Jesus. He was rich. Somebody say rich ain't the issue. But when you store up riches, right? And you don't use them for the right purposes. And you have access to abundance. This is what he's getting at. He says, then your misery is going to come upon you. We all say, I wish I win the lottery. Do you know if you won the lottery, how fast your life would change? You say, oh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this and I'm, I'm going to give to the church and I'm going to do it. Do you know how many enemies you would have when you get that type of money? We, we know brothers uh, who came right up out of New Haven and uh, had got that money, and then you see all the haters come out. One of them, one of you get one of them got a whole lot of money, went and moved down south, and his own boys schemed on him and murdered him. More money, more problems. That's why Paul said, "Teach me to be content." Teach me to be content. Don't let me be so rich that I forget you. And don't let me be so poor that I rob. So he moves on and he says this. I tell you, we're just talking. Can we just talk? He says, your riches are corrupt and your garments are moth-eaten. He said, the rich people who have everything and they, they got all this stuff. He said, you know, this is not, we, we didn't bring anything into this world. We're not going to take anything out. But he's talking about, oh, nothing new under the sun. You said it, right? What is he talking about here? James 5, 2 is the movie Hoarders. Yeah, y'all ever watched that? He got too much of stuff. Like, you know, I, me and my wife went shopping last night. I'm going to get my little testimony. We went out, you know, we had our, had our date, and then we went and, and went shopping, spent my gift card, and I brought more cologne. And she said, where are you going to put that cologne? Because I already got, like, two tiers of cologne. I just love cologne. And, I, and then I be buying cologne, and I find out I already got the fragrance. So I got two of them. So now I just got to use that as my work. Yeah. So anyway, I'm just saying. Don't, I had to get that out of the way so I could talk about the, the, the dresses y'all got in y'all's closet that still got the tag on that you can't fit. 
I'm not talking about my wife. Y'all better get out of business. I'm talking about you. With the hundred pair of shoes. Look at Steve looking the other way. Y'all go ahead, look right at Monique while I'm saying this. Look right at her. The stuff that when you go to spring clean, you look through and you ain't never wore it. It still got the tag on it, but you ain't gonna give it away. <laughs> Morphine. It's not gonna last. It's corrupt. Just having stuff just to have stuff. And we are the greatest consumers. We don't know how to invest, but we are the greatest consumers. We will buy stuff quick. Commercial, but we won't buy from each other. We won't buy from each other. Because if I buy from you, then that's going to make you rich. And I ain't going to have you want my money. But, but we'll go buy. Am I going to get talked about if I say we'll go spend all the money at the flea market, the Chinese store, the Jew store, the black store, the Italian store? The... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just saying, uh, you know. And then we wonder why we broke. We wonder why. Oh, I'm about to. Oh, can I say this? We wonder why we're broke, but on paper, we are the richest people. We got the most coming in, but we don't keep it. Okay, I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave that alone. Well, Wednesday night, we'll talk a little bit more about that, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, Patty makes some good sweet potato pies. Look, Patty done got rich off of sweet potato pies. How many people y'all know them big sweet potato pies? Tastes way better than Patty's sweet potato pie. But uh, Valina got 25 sweet potato pies and want the church to support the 25 sweet potato pies. We gonna walk out of here broke because I should get my sweet potato pie for free. You know, that's my sister. I'm, I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying. That's why it's hard for us to jump out and start stuff to become entrepreneurs because the first thing we say is nobody's going to support us. Preach. So he says this, he says, it's a question about where your treasure is. He says, your gold and your silver is cankered and rust of them will be a witness against you. All your flesh will eat up as fire. You have heaped up treasure for the last days. So in proper use of your riches is what God is looking at. He's saying, you, you got all this stuff, but and at the last day, it's going to speak against you. When God gives you resources, it's so you can be a resource. A conduit. It's supposed to flow to and through. And so what, what, what some rich people do, they, that's why the gold is cankered. He's saying, you know, it's going to be tested by the fire. In the last days, we, we understand. As you get older, you start understanding a lot of this stuff don't mean nothing. You don't need 50 pair of Nikes. My son asked me the other day, why you don't wear your LeBrons? I said, I forgot I brought them things. I'm just saying, gotta get wiser. I could run through it now because I ain't growing no more, so I ain't gotta worry about it. And eventually my, my feet ain't getting no bigger, but I'm just saying. At the last day, is God gonna say, well done, good and faithful servant? Have you done the right thing with what God has given you to do? Has you, have you used your time, your talent, and your treasure in a way that pleases God? Or do you hoard it up? Or is it just for you? And if it don't benefit you, it can't benefit anybody. While I'm on this and the spirit is moving me in this vein, let me just talk about these musicians in the church that think they got to make a hundred million dollar salaries or they can't use their gift. Do you know God will break your ability to even play a key? 
I'm looking for a B. How much you gonna pay? It's a game. That old section right there is a game in the church. The whole praise and worship guy get the get the greatest singer to come in, pay them three thousand dollars because the music moves the people. We get concerts every Sunday for free. We got Hezekiah singing. We got whoever Dick pull up on that CD. That's who's in the house for that day. And it's all for free. We ain't even charge you for that. And it's funny because it can't get with the track. But if the live singer was here, everybody be starstruck. Ooh. Oh, this is good. I'm going to I'm gonna have to watch this again. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work this seven because y'all looking at me like when you're going to get over there. I only got a couple of things to show you. Here we go. All right. Verse four. Behold, I'm just helping you. I'm studying with you. That's what I'm doing. I'm walking through the study with you. Is that all right? Behold, the hire of the labors which have reaped down your fields which is which you have kept back by fraud cries and the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the lord don't that sound familiar haven't we heard that somewhere before i'm gonna read it again behold the hire of the labors which have reaped down your fields which you have kept back by fraud cries what do you mean the money is crying Mm. It is. Y'all missed it. The money is crying. Watch this. I'm going to read it again. You got to catch it. Behold, the hire of the laborers which have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud, cries, and the cries of them which you have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabbath. There's two crimes going on. And why is this important, pastor? He's not dealing with the church yet. Brothers and sisters, he's dealing with wickedness. But if you find yourself here, just try to work your way and be down to verse 7. I want to get out of verses 4 and 3. I need to be in verse 7. When Cain killed Abel, the blood cried out to God. He said, Where, where's your brother? Am I my brother's keeper? The voice of your brother's blood cries out. That wrong thing you did is crying out. There's no place you can go that you can hide from God. Not even your wallet. What happened to Jer Jericho? What happened to Joshua and the camp? What, what happened? He told him, don't y'all better not take nothing. What happened? AI saw something he liked. Brought it into the camp. They went out to fight a battle that they should have won. It was an easy battle. It was like Boston playing the Knicks back in. <laughs> I mess with y'all. <laughs> it was an easy battle. They should have won. And then they was all in the coaches like, I understand how we lost this to the Knicks. Tatum stole something. <laughs> I'm trying to make it so you can understand it. Get rid of Tatum. <laughs> he said, listen, AI, that thing that AI had in the camp was speaking out. He said, y'all losing because you got something in the camp. And I, I was listening. I read it again as I was reading. I said, God, you, God, you is mean. He couldn't, listen, couldn't he just say, and the, here's what was mean about it. Read the story. Here's what was mean. AI said, yeah, you know, I did. I saw it, Joshua, and I took it. I'm sorry. 
repentance. God said, take him, his family, his kids, everybody, put him in the valley, Aker, stole him and burned him. They stole him and burned him and left his ashes. What about Ananias and Sapphira? Who kept back price, peace, and no one knew, but the Holy Spirit cried out. And then they went before Peter. Why you do this evil thing? Drop dead. They didn't even go in together. The husband went first because the man got to be the head. I'm going to drop this in here for somebody. Just a nugget. Write it down. Just He went in first. He could have got it right. He dropped dead. They dragged him out. His wife saw him get dragged out. She knew. Yeah. She should have went in there and said, the man thou hast given me. <laughs> what? <laughs> but she dropped it too. Whatever you vow to God, God knows he's looking at your heart. Don't tell him what you're going to give and you don't give it. Don't let God tell you to give something and you don't give it. When am I supposed to get to this slide? Okay, I'm getting there. All right. He says, you've lived in pressure and been in wanton and have nourished your hearts in the day of slaughter. So rich people, they're living in pleasure. They got it going on. And you see all the needs. And everybody else is in wanton. Why is it that the United States is in debt? Why is it that we have homeless people and hungry people in our world? When we throw away more food. We got people starving and everything food we do is big. We got burgers this high. We got pizzas as big as this room. We, we just do extravagant stuff with food. We take it for granted. We go home. Some of y'all got stuff cooking right now. Can't wait to get out of here to go eat. We eat like Thanksgiving every Sunday. Some all week. And homeless people are starving. And we turn our heads up to them and God tell you to go buy somebody a sandwich. Go get somebody a hot cup of coffee. Oh, I can't do that. Anybody feeling bad right now? I'm trying my best. Okay. <laughs> so it's so... These are the things that the rich folk do. They oppress the poor. Well, we struggle. They live in lavishly. And they keep back stuff by fraud. They do it. They got shysty ways with how they do business. That's what God is saying. You don't need to be like that. Don't, don't do shysty business. Get in his economy. Do it my way. And then that's where the blessings come. And we almost did. And he says, you have condemned and killed the just and they do not resist you. That's what he's talking about. Then taking advantage of people and defrauding people and the poor. And he said, you, you condemn, you murder them. Now, it's a murder of the mind. It's, it's like they don't matter. That's, that's what it means to kill somebody. You have no, you, you pay no compassion, no, no thought to them. And God has blessed us to be a blessing. That's what it's all about. It's, it's God being able to bless us. If, if you're not going to be a blessing to somebody, that's why you have no strength. Now, Bible study, right? We talked about I'm, I'm going to break it down for you. Let me find it. Mark chapter 12, verse 30. 
right? Mark chapter 12. I promise you, we're going to be done in 15 minutes. I'm going to preach well, and we're going to shout to somebody. I'm coming off. I'm going real slow, but we're about to take off. Amen? Mark chapter 12. This is going to... It's all stemmed from a wonderful question. I thank you. Feel my thank you, my bro. You feel it? All right. Mark chapter 12, verse 30, says this. I love that song you played, by the way, when she ended. She said, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Right? They shall mount up on eagles. Right? I read Deuteronomy, how he talks about the later rain. He's blessed us. It is he that given, given us the power to get wealth. Right? And he said he's going to bless us. That later, got to keep that in your mind because it's going gonna, it's gonna to really help you take off. If not, you're going to be in drag lift and you're not going to be able to get off the ground with us when we go to shower. All right. What does it say? It says this. I'm going to read first from verse 29. Jesus answered. Because they asked what is, what is the most important commandment. That was the question at hand. Jesus answered, the most important is, listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And with all your strength. And I made the comment. Thursday night. That if you trace strength. Strength. Is interchangeable. With money. Right. Let's look at that scripture again. This is how I, this is how I process stuff. And the spirit works with me when I'm studying. So I said. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Okay, I got that. The heart is where things sit. That's what God looks at. With all my soul, that's the mind, soulish realm. Renew your mind, because whatever goes into your thought process enters into your heart. That's why you have to guard your mind, because guarding your mind guards your heart, right? If I change my mind, I change my heart. And then he says, with all my with all my soul and my mind. Now I know you're saying you, but you just said soul is mine. Mine is soul. It's a soulish realm where you're mine. So he's saying, in my spiritual thought life, I need to honor God with all my heart, with all my soul. He can't be talking about spirit when he's talking about soul, because he doesn't mention spirit, because it's my spirit which is already renewed. You got it? But then he says, all my strength. So what is my strength? And somebody say, well, can you be talking about your body? And I say, that could make, that could make sense because he wants my strength. But then when I trace strength and I think about Caleb, who was almost 100 years old, he wasn't talking about physical strength when he told Joshua, I am as strong as I am today as when the Lord gave me the promise. And if he's talking about physical strength, that would not be a fair thing for God to tell us because obviously Deacon Val is not as strong as he was at 20. So physical strength deteriorates. And if God is telling me it's a command to honor him with all my strength, he cannot be speaking about physical strength because we are dealing with a spiritual God. And we don't walk by flesh. We walk by spirit. So then if that's not, if that's the case, how can I tie that to money? Because money is a physical thing. But even though money is a physical thing, money, the love of, ties to a spiritual issue. Right? For the love of money is the root of all evil. So when he was talking about it, I trace it. Now, 
follow me. I'm just going to do a little teaching. We, we all right so far? Because if I lost anybody, I'm about to bring you in there. When you look at this picture, this is a homeless man, right? He's laying on a pillow, has knees on the concrete. When you look at that picture, give me some words that come to your mind. Just shout them out. Cold, poverty, weak, lonely. Okay, comfortable, penniless, okay, all right. When you look at this picture, I had to get somebody that would say, ill, because if I put the other ones up there, y'all might have had to go repent. So, ain't I a smart bastard? All right, when you look at this picture, Give me some words that come to your mind. Strong, prideful, what? Fake, disgusting. Look at, look at this, come on, self-absorbed. Okay, 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 okay. When you look at this bitch, what do you think about? Privilege, intelligent. Come on. What'd you say? Rich. Who says strength? Here's the thing. Now, let's go. Almost there. When you trace Mark 1230, here are the here. Here's some of the translations in the New International Version. Let strangers feast on your wealth and your toil enrich the house of another. Love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Another version, less ends, less strangers feast on your wealth and toil of the house of one another. It, in New Living Translations, it says, strangers will consume your wealth and someone else will enjoy the fruit of your labor. English Standard Version, let strangers take their fill of your strength, right? And your labors go to the house of a foreigner. And foreigners will be filled with your power and the labor enter into the house of a stranger. Let, your, let strangers be filled with your strength. And in other words, strength is associated with money. Y'all see it? Strength. Some will be consumed with your wealth. Some are consumed with your strength. Translation. Okay. So when I look at it, I begin to study it and I say I have to take that word strength and I have to trace it in the Greek because I'm reading it in James and Greek language. You don't always have to have, but you should have a Greek and a Hebrew dictionary so that when you come to words, a lot of when we did the, the, the um, theology class, you understand the translations went down. So they 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 break it down to as close to the English, whatever we're looking at. That's why I read the New King James Version, because it is kind of closest to the original text that you can get. A lot of people don't like the King James because it's a lot of vows and the days and everything. But when I come to a word and I say, okay, in my spirit, then the spirit of God, because a lot of things don't get revealed, it has to be revealed through the spirit of God. It will tell you, I need to pay attention to this word and not just take it for face value and what it means in the English, English language. But what does strength mean in the Greek? And in the Greek, it is broken down to mean strength, intensity, might, force, impregnability, right? When you talk about strength, unable, that's why when they wanted to go into the walls of Jericho, they had to have the walls come down because the walls were strength, right? It means power, strength, and might. Okay, now let me bring it back to the Hebrew. 
Hebrew. Moed. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I didn't, did I miss it? I think I went too fast. Or it ain't in there. No, it ain't there. Go back. Okay. I I missed it. But I'm going to get it. Because I need you to see it. I wanted you to see it. I didn't text it in there. Oh, God. That's why I hate this. Hebrew. So I will go Hebrew word. Hebrew definition. For strength. And boom. Open it up. And there it is. In the Strongs. Here we go. Power, strength, powerful, Moed, and strength, power, wealth. So when I trace it, it's going to tell me that it is tied, power, is tied to wealth, which means when I looked at them pictures, when you saw a poor man, none of y'all said wealthy. None of y'all said rich. When you looked at the strong man, you said strength. You know, disgusting, but the word we were looking for is strength. Powerful, right? He didn't look weak, right? And then the third picture, when you see the richest, some of the richest men in the world, you say powerful, strength, wealthy. So when I look at what is associated with strength, I look at wealth being associated with strength. If you want something done, you don't go get broke people. And in my conversation, I said, it is amazing that the church has become so weak in the eyes of people but it, could you imagine if all the churches on Dixwell Avenue put all their money together how rich Dixwell Avenue would be when you have the wealth then you have the power to cause change that is why they were so easily able to take prayer out of schools because while we were hallelujah and chanting and walking around the walls of Jericho and praying, other people were looking at the money that was being targeted and they just. Yeah. The Bible says money answers all things. That's deep. Because we have to move from being so super spiritual to understanding that it takes wealth to move. God is a king of a kingdom that is not a broke kingdom. That's why he said the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. He wants us wealthy. But he wants us to do the right thing with the wealth. We are supposed to own everything. But the enemy has caused us to be sleep while the devil has all the money. You can't teach this right here. I, 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 I because if I'm rich, then I'm not spiritual. But we want God to give. I told y'all before, I want to see y'all, whoever, whoever don't own a house and you want a house, I, I challenge you to go find the house you want. Walk around it seven times and pray. Seven times. Then get all your furniture and move in the house. 
And when the patient comes say, um, we need a down payment and we need, you know, closing costs and you like, oh, no, yeah, you say that all the way to prison. And therefore, he says this. Now, let me close. I know no boy, Isha. Hey. Well. He said, be faith patient. Come on, let's, let's have some church. Brethren, <laughs> for the coming of the Lord, behold, the husband waiting for precious fruit. Somebody said, I wait for some fruit. And has long patience for it until he receives the later rain. Somebody say later rain. <laughs> Drop it and help me. Be patient. Establish your heart for the coming of the Lord. Draw of nigh. What? Grudge not against one another. Stop hating. That's what he's telling you. Don't hate on your brother or sister. Lest you be condemned. For the judge stands at the door. I feel my help. Take my brother and the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord for an example. Yeah. For the suffering and the affliction of patience. And when he pulled in Job, he said, you ain't got to be hating on the rich folk. You ain't got to be mad and doing nothing conniving and shady and underhanded and lying on your taxes and going and getting a check from the welfare and six checks from the he said you ain't got to do no shady business all you got to do is have patience somebody say I'm having patience and he uses farmer language he says there's a time to sow and a time to reap I'm talking to people of God who've been sowing who've been tithing who've been giving who've been blessing other people even when they ain't have enough money in their own pocket they give of their last he said don't worry about it don't hate don't grudge just know that just like Job just like Job I'm gonna bless you because the Lord is on his way somebody say my blessing is on the way he said we count him happy who endured like Job because Job said they though he slay me yet will I trust him naked I came naked I'm leaving I'm not gonna worry about it I may not have a mansion but I'm a blessed God for the house I may not have a house but I'm a blessed God for the apartment I may not have an apartment but I'm a blessed God for my one room efficiency whatever state I'm in I'm gonna give God praise I'm gonna keep sowing I don't care if they're not doing right on my income I'm not gonna stop giving I'm not gonna stop blessing I'm not gonna stop y'all ain't gonna say nothing I got somebody tap your neighbor and say neighbor this is no season to be stingy but you got to be patient so that you can prosper you don't get a turnaround with God the day after sometimes you got to wait a long time you got to pray and still keep giving you got to fast and still keep giving you got to look at other people get blessed and still be happy for their blessing while you're waiting for your blessing but double is on his way double is on his way let me help you when they started talking about crypto but all y'all went and jumped on it your little Shiba investment your little Dogecoin investment and you was looking to get rich quick but if you know anything about stocks you got to invest on the down then you got to be patient I'm going to say it again you got to invest on the down and then 
generation. Some of you took your tithe money and put it somewhere and got it lost. Now you ain't tithing like you used to. Now you ain't giving like you used to. Cause you busy playing the lottery. Yeah, I ain't gonna say nothing. I feel it up in there. I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> and ain't nothing working out for you. Ooh, but look at how God invests. Follow the example of God on how he invests. Well, what you saying, Pastor? You got to find somebody that look like they're down and invest in that. People who invested in my life when I was smoking crack now get a return on their investment. And the return is pretty good. Ain't bragging on myself or nothing. I'm just saying it was to other people it looked like a bad investment. To other people it's gonna look like you're crazy. But God is gonna blow on it and give you double. Woo! What? That's why I look for people to invest in. I look for people who sleep on benches to invest in. So you give money to rich people because you think they're going to give it back. But you got to give to people you don't think you're going to get nothing back from. Do you know my wife gives me an offering? Let me just help you for a minute. I don't, I've been learning like, no, you ain't got to. My wife sews into her pastor. Her money is hecka straight. Yeah, you ain't going to say nothing. But you want that to drip. If you don't do what successful people do, you can't be successful. Am I talking English? And it ain't about your little $3 and your little $5. I thank God for it. Don't get me wrong. But that ain't making me rich. I can't go into full-time ministry off of that. But it gets you blessed. It says to God, I trust you and I appreciate you sowing into my life. That's what it does. When my mother preaches, I give her an offering. Whoever is speaking into my life, I make sure I sow into that. Because I, I, I know how to invest. And it gets you out of an attitude of being greedy. Yeah. Do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you ever take them people out to eat and they, I forgot my wallet. <laughs> you ever been out there, you ever been out to eat with people like Nikki? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when the bill come. And everybody, no, I got it, I got it. No, I got it, I got it. I, no, put that away. I got it. You go out to eat with us. Who going? We need seven checks. <laughs> that poor waiter got to go back and do division <laughs> and all kind of algebra. <laughs> uh, I only had one Coke. I don't know why. <laughs> Y'all put two cokes up on this. <laughs> what? Oh. 
See, now I got a whole bunch of cash app notifications coming in. People, people give me offerings. <laughs> Y'all, Lord have mercy. I gotta laugh. It's funny, but it's the truth. It is. And we, we're gonna get out of that. We're gonna break up out of that. That was one of my goals, and I'm closing. I'm done. We come to Wednesday night. I, I, I'm not. So I've been enough sweating and preaching for the last few days. At least, at least last y'all a couple of weeks. Come next week, we're gonna jump around the house. But it was my dream and goal, right? And I shared part of my testimony, and y'all know my testimony. But when it comes to finances. I'm talking about I couldn't keep a dime in my pocket. A dime. I would walk from Kissinger Street to West Haven four or five times in one day just to get a dollar from somebody. And that dollar would be burning so I can get a bag of drugs. I could not keep 25 cents in my pocket. If I got a quarter, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to get this other 975 so I can get high. Broke. And to be at a place to where I am right now financially is a miracle. Nothing short of a miracle. Do you understand? And the, the and my my greatest my greatest dream was you know what I want to be like my uncle Wendell I was like I like I used to we would go up there and he would we would all go to dinner and it'd be like eight nine ten of us and he paid for everything he's like no I, we got it we're gonna be a blessing we go up there to visit and we go we want to come up and visit. Things will come on up. No, y'all in the hotel. He done pay for the hotel. He buying us. He all of that. So my goal was like, I want to be able to take my family out to eat and then pay for the bill. That was that was like it for me to be able to do that, and I was able to do that. And I was like, look at God, and then have to feel some type of way about it. But it was a blessing. All, all a blessing. I, I, all because he looks at the heart. Not, the, not of this a lot, but I, I like to give. Because people gave to me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that the spirit of prosperity would come upon us so that we can do and touch the things that you said we can have. That there be no more debt in this house. That there be no lack. That there be overflow. That the later rain would be greater than the early rain. And before all these people think it's time to go, we're going to raise this offering. <laughs> And we give you glory that we are able to give. Forgive us where we fell short. As we wait on you so that you can renew our strength. Some people need their money renewed. Renewed. And we thank you. Thank you for helping us recover out of this Christmas season. You know some of us did some stuff we ain't had no business doing. our children to understand it's not about the toys and the gifts in Jesus name bless the offering bless the gift those who give those who desire to give in Jesus name amen if you're giving online you can give and if you're giving in person you can come give your offering and we will celebrate as far as announcements are concerned, I believe the women are meeting Friday. Be meeting this 6.30 at the church for the women. 
continue to promote the spot. Let's remember, we're going to have a great time on that fourth Saturday. And, um, yeah, all that wonderful good stuff. Join us for Wednesday night Bible study on Zoom. Grace and peace.